0: Good morning and welcome to this broadcast. I haven't done one of these for ages, I know. And if you're wondering about the last one, yes, um, these issues are being worked through. And yeah, things are definitely improving. So just so you know, checking in there, that's the updates from the last one. I am just updating from the title. I haven't re-listened through to all the content. Um, But in any case, things are definitely moving forward in a good way. So um, what can be said about that? I mean, we really kind of like reflect on, well, the church, what does that mean within us? What are we allowing? Does that mean that we are allowing difficult circumstances within ourselves and I just like to say you know these things can only happen as a result of not being fully aware or of being um you know it's like a fine line you are called to be innocent child like um but you know if you think about this what has come up really just in a matter of a split second less than that is that part where it says, you know, to be wise as you can about these things, be as innocent, but also be as wise. So it's kind of getting that fine balance, isn't it? Fine tuning. But yes, to recognise, no, it doesn't always have to be something that's inside or a part of you. Um, It is known as an external force, but it's how we respond and treat and behave towards it within ourselves on a spiritual level, mental level, physiological level, perhaps even. And so, yeah. So, you know, some might say, is this the Bible that has created this, you know, has the Bible in and of itself and the word, the Logos? Well, yes, because ultimately the Logos is God and God through who God chooses, and all of the people. So yes, as we're reading the Bible clearly, that can perpetuate. But it is there. It is something that, you know, um, we have to think about in terms of, well, Jesus did say that we would come forth, and we would do even greater miracles. So even although the Bible says in it that we are not to add anything to it or take anything away from it. But at the same time, Jesus does say within it that we will come forth to do greater miracles. So in a way we're kind of writing our own parts, even though we're not formally doing that, towards the Bible itself. Our lives are doing that in a way. And that is actually said to occur by Christ himself. Hmm, so it's interesting, it's all very interesting. And that's why it's important to be centred, to have the central point of God within ourselves and walk forward in that way. So what's been going on, let's update on that. Um. I have actually just brought out a video, so if you go ahead and find Love Lighthouse, it is on there, um, on YouTube, the YouTube channel. Get yourself subscribed and make sure that you get notifications each time one of these comes out. And perhaps getting notifications for these as well is a good idea, because it's very spontaneous, as you can see so what's been going on i have been working on my book i have been seeing to lots of family things i have been meditating and in prayer i have been going to church i have been attending even the latin mass in a different part of scotland at times and being a part of one of their groups and observing witnessing some interesting and strange things and some beautiful things and just a whole lot of things. The traditional Latin Mass is very beautiful in many ways. Latin, traditional Latin in and of itself is very beautiful but there's also the call as well from God ultimately to reform. Now that can be done within ourselves to make sure we're in greater concordance but sometimes we'll feel a situation Come upon his link for example I remember one day I was looking to see you know what the readings were they were going to be in Latin but what was going on in the Latin church and one of them was talking about how you know God would be pleased again for offers and of sacrifices and holocausts on the altar and I'm thinking well I can see through that in many ways right into the spiritual and understanding that in a metaphorical sense but it brings us back to the fact that Christ made the ultimate sacrifice and then you stand in that knowledge and in that faith and then you have this question mark like where are those in the traditional latin mass going with that scripture from the old testament What's going on with the New Testament and what's going on with faith and belief in Christ? you know, and I'm thinking uh is this being brought down because I knew obviously when I was coming in from the beginning into this earthen life, you know it's pictures even pictured in our secondary school picture the you know the the idea of the triangle and that almost like a pointing to a descending down further into earth. And I'm just like, is this just, like, is that the furthest part of earth? Right down to the traditional Latin mass. And is that why the further you go with these things, then therefore you're more likely to be able to perceive and be aware of all that, for example, the Leonine prayers were aware of that um you know the Pope Leo um was aware of when he actually saw the altar. I mean who sees these things, right? You've got to have that mindset and you've got to be in that realm, that state. Um you've got to descend or have descended so far. And so sometimes I do I question it. I'm like you know, there's heaven and there's, there could be hell on earth. Are these people going into these stages and states dropping into that on purpose? Are they choosing that? Is it part of, you know, what has to happen? Or, you know, what is this? um. But Pope Leo actually saw a vision of the Antichrist, and um, saying, you know, to Christ, give me like a thousand years, and I, you know, basically, he's going to try and reign on earth, so this is known as what goes on, and that's where the, the fight between good and evil, um, you know, is, is highlighted, This vision that this Pope had many years ago. And then as a result of these visions, of which apparently Christ has said yes to. So he gives him this reign over the ability to, you know, confuse and entice the people over a period of time. So therefore, St Leo came up with these Leonine prayers that they're called. And some of them obviously contain prayers to Archangel Michael who is this defender in battle so you hear of these in prayers to obviously and um, mother Mary as well is the the ultimate you know defender because of her human status now in any case um That's been, you know, something where I've really had to kind of go and look into all these things. Um, no, it's not just something within me where I'm thinking all these wild thoughts, these are established and, and have been established schools of thought, not just schools of thought, but experiences of real people who have existed, um, and throughout the years, information has obviously been handed on and people do continue to experience things, so these are prayers, these are situations that have happened, these are where these prayers have come from, and they are in existence in an outer part of uh, the churches that that do understand them in the shape and form of the traditional Latin Mass, so it it is in existence out with oneself. okay so I mean if you go along or if you look up then you'll be able to understand a little bit more about it um and get to see all about it um from what you find out in any case that's maybe a little bit corona-ish you could pray and ask for wisdom on it as well um what do we say about that? Well we go from the centre to the corona and I suppose, you know, it's got to come from somewhere. So yes, we are from God. We are um well some of us choose God back and some of us obviously haven't done that, so that's where a lot of these different issues um really have this reverberation around them with the choices that people are making actively, whether spiritually or in their, their daily lives through their actions. In all cases, this perpetuates one or other cycle in their lives. And um, hmm. in any case, it reminds me of a, a Sam where king david really says like wherever he goes god is going to be there with him which is true as well It also reminds me of the gates of hell will not prevail so if you think about it the catholic church just does has to go down sometimes to the depths because if that's what it must mean if the gates of hell will not prevail against then clearly you've got to go to those gates and go through them In any case, that's an interesting thing. So could it be a doorway into hell? (laughs) A doorway to heaven or a doorway to hell? Well, it's very, very interesting all in all. And um, in any case, that's what I've been doing. I just noted the interesting points as well with regards to the traditional Catholic Mass. Obviously... There are people there who are reforming into the tradition just as well as some reform out of. Some can be reforming into. That's what reformation is. You have to form first and then you reform. So if you're reforming, you're changing within and you're re-establishing something. That can be a bit of an interesting point. Because if you think of traditional, well, everybody wants to keep everything at the tradition point from the get-go. So, it is very interesting because perhaps if God has never come to certain people and they want to keep themselves locked in a certain way and they're not open to receive in Christ in the new way that they may not be expecting, then that's going to be very difficult for them. Nevertheless, we will move on to the next point. So, yeah, I have got this video out um, most recently, which you can check out on Love Lighthouse. And... I am also working on my book at the moment. It's been really fun. I absolutely love it. I'm looking forward to working on it today. And tomorrow will be a day at church as it is Sunday. Um, as a woman who's called in Christ to speak so not in a (laughs) in a way where I'm just turning up as a normal woman but as someone who's called in Christ and chosen so beyond just the mere status of a woman. I think what would help particularly the traditional Catholic Church as it moves through these changes. Where people do want to adhere to these types of masses, what would really help is to ensure that there aren't people who are trying to infiltrate and to break up um, what is there and is not trying to prevent the traditions in terms of showing up to places and making out that these traditional ways are just you know something that certain people do of a certain age or whatever the case may be in other words those that turn up to try and pretend that they're there, pretend that they're Catholic, but they're really not. And they're actually making a fool of the mass for people that might even be coming in from um, you know, other directions and um, reforming into the tradition. So that, that probably would help, um, I think, a great deal. Just to add to this, um, I just want to say that obviously, um, as someone who has to connect all the dots between all the churches and the trinity of churches, um, you know, because that is the will of God. And I take that seriously. I do want to say there are a lot of really good points about the traditional Catholic Church. You know me, you'll know that I have had my eyes open to further reform into areas of tradition. So reformation you see can go both ways. A change is what reformation is. It's it's coming into the fullness of understanding of something. And so even like covering my head has been something that I have done because it's a command to do that. Obviously a woman's hair is her covering but I just want to take that extra time to do this for a little bit longer until my hair grows longer, God willing. <laughs> I do keep um, making sure it's tidy so it's taking some time, but I will get there with it. So I know there are lots of many really important reasons for the traditions. I just want to put that out there. This is really important to add. Um, As our, you know, as the brethren will know, across all of these churches, there are important reasons for why the traditions are there. And even if you're pro, um, rather, um, solo scriptura, you'll know that that's in the scripture. And, you know, yes, there's grace, but there's grace to be able to allow us to relearn or remember or be able to live up to the standards of the different traditions and some of them or some ways might seem a bit interesting like you might turn up to a church like I said and you might see people there that seem like really Protestant like really like it just doesn't make sense because they're not taking part in the traditions but they're just showing up and that's what it might seem like but then you have to ask well where are you on that line and that level? Like if you're understanding of the Reformation, where are you at? Maybe perhaps there are things that maybe you would do further on down the line of your own conversion and realizations as well. But some things really do, of course, stick out more so, like more of a sore of thumb than others. I do understand that. But one of the other really good things about the traditional um, church overall is that if it's true tradition, then obviously they are very pro-life. And that's really important. And especially in a time like now where we're um, you know, dealing with things that do require faith, but it requires people to understand those that are not in the faith yet as well and how we interact in that way to make sure we're doing the best, not just by ourselves that have faith, but by those that maybe don't yet. So it's getting a good balance across um, all and everyone and being able to understand each and every one that some people that don't have the faith yet, I mean, there are even people that don't have the faith that don't follow the guidelines either. Like, they're just lost. They're not really in the faith at all. But they're just, you know, don't care. So don't get it wrong. Just because someone appears not to be (laughs) following after these things doesn't mean they're in the faith either. So it's a very, very individual, unique process it's everyone, you know, acclimatises to new different levels and things too. So just want to put that out there at the end of this. Um, so I have a lot of love across the churches, obviously, too. I wouldn't say that the entirety of each group is the same. I'd say there are individuals in these groups that behave in certain ways and that's with any one group. Um... Mm -hmm. thanks be to god for the good points of each of these different trinity of churches that we have going on it's very much required as all should be ascending into and in the way more closely with god and it would be false to say that everyone should just be there Um, or is there or should be there or could be there right at this very moment or this second all together at the one time unless of course god willing nothing's impossible to god but to humans without that occurring and without that divine intervention a worldwide level we have to understand the unique and the different and the varying levels and processes each are undergoing as much as we possibly can blessings of peace grace love And all that is good to all those in Christ Jesus.